We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey now, Roto-Grinders, welcome to another big, big slate of preseason action here at Rotogrinders.com. My name is Chris Gimino, NFL analyst, and joining me is another football lover and analyst at Rotogrinders, Kyle Murray. Kyle, we are in week number two of the preseason. You have studied more scrub players than you've ever dreamed in your lifetime. How are you enjoying your life in the preseason streets? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's been fun. Um, it's been definitely a grind, but uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. And like you said, a lot of uh, a lot of names that we probably won't need to know during the regular season, but uh, that's kind of the, the fun of the game here. Well, we've got a very large slate coming up here on Saturday, August 19th. And without further ado, I think we should get down to business after we do just a little bit of business and remind the listeners that NFL is coming fast and we have got premium content at Rotor Grinders and tools, 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 tools to help you get through and win your contests. New tools, maybe, Kyle. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's definitely some stuff coming down the pike here at Rotor Grinders we're excited about. And what you can do is take advantage of some of the best discounts we have of the season. Uh, there's going to be a special price of $375. Uh, which is $50 off a subscription that you can get up until the start of the regular season on Thursday, the 7th of September. So if you are looking to get access to everything that we have and work less and win more this NFL season, uh, you're going to want to get over to Roto Grinders and take advantage of that. If you are not currently a subscriber, that's the only caveat there. It's for some people we're trying to invite them into the fold, but Kyle, great deals coming down the pike at Roto Grinders, great tools. And some of those tools include our preseason premium content. And in that content, Kyle, we talk about quarterbacks who are playing most or at least a good chance to play all of the game in guys like Malik Willis. And I think he's going to be the top quarterback here this week. Do you have 
any disagreements with that? No, I mean, yeah, all all signs point to Malik Willis playing all of this game potentially, and you know you can't really say that about other quarterbacks. A lot of them, uh, a lot of the top quarterback plays in the slate have a chance to play two and a half, three quarters, which is good. But Malik Willis has a legit shot to play all four quarters here. Will Levis left uh, Thursday's practice early with a leg injury, so I would you know mark him doubtful at best to play in this game. And then Ryan Tinnell hasn't played a preseason game in the past couple of years. So if that's going to be the case, they're either going to be forced to trot Tannehill out there for a couple drives or just turn the keys over to Malik Willis to play the entire game. He played 60% of snaps last week. Uh, and again, he's a guy with uh, mobile rushing upside as well, which goes a long way. So it's kind of the stars are aligning for Malik Willis here in preseason DFS. Certainly do like guys who are going to be playing high percentage of snaps and especially guys who can run. So Willis is easily the top quarterback on the slate. And thank God, because we're not going to have that easy of a time at some of the positions as we go through the slate in terms of finding who the clear cut best guys are. But Willis is for sure the clear cut best guy. But there are some guys who would like to give him a run for his money, though, if they can play efficiently. Someone like an Aiden O'Connell who played really well last week, played 80 percent of the snaps. Talk about him. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, played 80% of the snaps. We kind of uh, have a decent way of correlating him if that's sort of something that you're interested in doing there with O'Connell. So, um, you know, he's a guy who in college, he was kind of tasked to throw a ton uh, and he's going to, you know, he has the ability to sling it around there. You got two guys uh, on the Raiders depth chart, Jimmy G and Brian Hoyer, who didn't play at all last week. And it's not really that surprising. They're all Wiley vets where, you know, McDaniels has seen all that he needs to really see there. And then a guy like Chase Garbers, who's behind O'Connell is probably not uh, all that likely to make the team. So it could just be a great evaluation period here for O'Connell. Yeah, certainly we like guys uh, on these consolidated situations. Uh, the Raiders have uh, they had joint practices with the Rams this week. So they've got a lot of their starters getting plenty of reps uh, in, in terms of their ability to get ready for the season. And they'll want to go deeper down these depth charts. We saw the Rams do this in each of their last several preseasons uh, this season should be no different. And we saw them do come right out of the gate with Stetson Bennett, 56 of 67 snaps here. Uh, any reason to believe that the Rams won't just continue to follow suit and jam all the snaps he can handle down his throat. I think last week was a pretty clear indicator that they're using this time to really evaluate Bennett as much as possible. Um, you know, Brett Rippon, they, he's not necessarily a, a super experienced player in terms of, lot of NFL snaps but he's been around the league for a long time he's gotten you know work in the preseason he has stuff on tape so you kind of know what you have with the guy like Rippon but with Bennett there's a lot of unknown you know he obviously we saw him in, in college and he performed, performed at a high level but in terms of how that's going to translate to the NFL we don't really know so this could be a, just a time to evaluate that and that's what last week told me they had the opportunity to not play him that much they could have played Brett Rippon more they have another guy in the depth chart dresser win who didn't play at all despite being on the roster and being uh, you know available to play they decided to say, hey, we're going to play uh, Stetson Bennett 85% of the snap. So that was a clear indication. Um, so as of now, I don't really think there's a ton of other indicators that will point to anything else uh, being the case other than Bennett playing a bunch. Going to rattle through a couple of other guys who could be on the field for at least a half coming up this weekend. Will Greer, the Cowboys said that they are going to give him a long look, quote unquote. And while he's not the best player in the world, we like guys who are going to be on the field when it comes to making our selections for preseason DFS. Uh, Sean Clifford played an awful lot last week for Green Bay. We will see Jordan Love, we believe, quarter, quarter and a half this week. But I think pretty much most of the rest of the game is going to be Sean Clifford once again. Uh, they do have a third quarterback there, so plenty of risk. Not necessarily the best of the best 
when it comes to safety. But Clifford, again, did play a lot last week. And if they want to continue evaluating him, uh, there's going to be plenty of time to do that in this game. And I'm going to mention Bailey Zapp. Uh, New England is a team that does like to consolidate their snaps in the preseason. We, we should see the starters for maybe a, a little bit in this game. That's something they did last year in the preseason. Uh, in week number two, we saw you know a very limited number of reps for the starters. But uh, their, 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 their quarterbacks behind him aren't necessarily guys that I think that they're preparing for real strong roles uh, in the season. Trace McSorley is probably their emergency quarterback. And Blake Cunningham is just a gadget guy at the moment. Didn't even really take any reps at practice when they did joint practices this week. So Billy Zapp is a guy who could end up playing a half year. Who else you got? Uh, yeah, going back to Zach Wilson again, was pretty high on him last week. Uh, ended up playing a- – about three quarters, a little less than three quarters there. Played 60% of the snaps. Sounds like they're looking for similar playing time for all of their guys. Uh, as Salah kind of came out and said, that's their, that's their game plan. Another team that had joint practices. They actually were supposed to have additional joint practice, but there was some scuffling uh, in Wednesday's joint practice. So Thursday's joint practice was actually called off, um, which is kind of a funny story there. But Wilson could play, uh, you know, anywhere from two quarters to maybe even three here. Uh, so I, I don't mind him here. And then uh, Clayton Toon is another guy that had some interest in. It was more of a GPP play last time. Didn't really feel all that comfortable about his playing time, but he ended up playing 62% of snaps. Another guy who they have the ability to you know limit his snaps or get other guys involved. And they made it a concerted effort to get more looks at Clayton Toon. That's kind of been a goal of theirs from even before the season that the preseason actually started where they wanted to make sure that this was kind of a good time to look at Clayton Toon. Uh, Jeff Driscoll didn't play last week. David Blau played less than 30% of snaps. Colt McCoy, I think, played nine snaps and was done after a drive. Uh, so Colton Toon could play anywhere from two to two and a half quarters once again here. Uh, and again, this is a guy that I really like as a talent. Uh, I think he could be pretty good, maybe even push Colton McCoy for that uh, QB1 job while Kyler's out. So uh, don't mind uh, you know, kind of giving him another audition uh, game here in, in week two. All right, let's move on to the running back position. And the Bears are certainly a team that with the resting Justin Fields this week, uh, means they could be slipping down their depth chart a little bit more quickly than some other teams. You got any love for Roshan Johnson? Yeah, it's my favorite running back play of the week. Uh, absolutely love him here. He was a guy that I liked a lot last week, and that was even with guys like Herbert and Foreman playing. They didn't play much. They played about 13% of the snaps, but with Fields and you know other first-teamers not playing, according to Matt Eberflus, I would be surprised if uh, Herbert plays. I would be surprised if we see much of Foreman. He might even just outright sit as well. Uh, Tristan Ebner got banged up in that uh, week one game, so he is, quote, unlikely to play. So there's a chance that this uh, running back room is fairly thin, down to three running backs and a fullback with Kari Blossom game. Um, so, yeah, Roshan Johnson was a guy who had four targets last week. I think he ran 12 routes, led the team in carries, led the running backs in snaps, played 50% of the snaps, and now it looks like the running back room is getting thinner. So if there's a chance that his role actually improves from last week, uh, you know, he could really take advantage of that. He didn't score anything like, like that last week, didn't break any big runs. So we could actually be looking for some some positive regression for Roshan as well, who I think is a, a really good talent who might even actually push uh, for this RB1 job at some point in the regular season. So Zach Charbonnet is a, a guy that, you know, you would expect that, that he's probably going to have a reasonable role for the team in the regular season. That usually starts to concern people when it comes to preseason playing time. However, the Seahawks are extremely thin at running back, uh, can we trust uh, the Pete Carrolls of the world to let him run out there with the starters as long as Geno Smith's in there and then possibly beyond? 
Yeah, I think trust is a sketchy word in preseason just because it's always tough to trust the, uh, those guys. And I think it was even you who on, on last week's podcast said something along the lines of Pete Carroll there. But I, I think signs are pointing to there being a spot where Charbonnet can really carve out a role here. DJ Dallas was talked about a lot last week as being a guy who they don't really need to see. Uh, he's going to have a very important role on special teams uh, as not only as a returner, but also a kind of a, a kick uh, defender as well. So DJ Dallas, I wouldn't expect to play a lot. He only played 14% of snaps last week. Maybe he's forced to bump up that role a little bit due to some injuries. But uh, yeah, Zach Charbonnet with the injuries to uh, Bryant Kobach, uh, obviously Kenny McIntosh isn't going to play in the preseason. He could be forced into some more touches here. And he played 27% of snaps in week one. So um, th- this could be a guy who, like you mentioned, is playing with the first team in that first quarter to quarter and a half, and then maybe is even going to be able to double dip and play with some of the backups as they're kind of trying to get him in the mix there, get him some reps, uh, and also maybe just a little bit of uh, needing uh, necessity of getting Charbonnet some reps here with uh, the thin running back room. Out in Green Bay, you know, we're going to see some of the starting group this week, but once they're done, they said Patrick Taylor and Goodson were going to split heavier workload weeks. Uh, Taylor played 35% last week. That was more than Goodson, so maybe that was his week. I'm not really keeping tabs on that real close, but the bottom line is Goodson didn't practice on the 17th. Lou Nichols has been out. This chart looks pretty thin here. Uh, are, are we trusting Emmanuel Wilson? There's that word again, trust. Can, can we rely on the snap total here? Is he going to be someone who's going to give us a chance to accrue fantasy points? Yeah, I think, you know, as long as nothing weird happens with these starters, again, there's really no reason to run Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon out there much at all. Um, we know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to be very key players on this team. So uh, if they play any more than, you know, a few drives here, we're probably looking at some uh, some bad coaching here for the, for the Packers. I wouldn't expect a ton from them. You mentioned Goodson. Uh, he got banged up last week. Lou Nichols hasn't been able to return after getting banged up in training camp early. So we're looking at a really thin uh, depth chart here. Nate McCrary was signed pretty late on in training camp. He did play 8% of snaps last week, but Emmanuel Wilson was the star of the show. He had two touchdowns, including an 80-yard touchdown last week. And, you know, that could be a signal to say, hey, let's get this guy some more reps. Let's see if that was lightning in a bottle or maybe it, maybe it was something a little bit more legit. So I, I definitely can see Emmanuel Wilson getting some more work here. There's a lot of stars of preseason, so to speak, through one week that we can mention here as possible plays for the week. I think probably the best of that group, or and maybe it's not by that much, but Israel Abanaconda just continues to look like a guy who's going to get reps here for the Jets. Yeah, Izzy has been great. You know, they keep uh, relying on him, getting him the ball. It seems like whenever he's on the field, they are you know making a pretty concerted effort to get him the ball, uh, and things kind of have sort of been thrown up in the air here with the signing of Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, obviously we're going to see uh, him not play. Brees Hall is not going to play even though he did return to practice. So we're down to four running backs because they let go Damari Crockett. So, you know, if we see a spot where Michael Carter and, and Zonovan Knight, who could potentially be fighting for a roster spot here, but again, they know exactly what they have in Carter and Knight at this point. Both of them have played significant time uh, as the key or as the lead back during regular season over the last two years. Uh, so if they – decide not to give those guys a ton of looks abani Conda could be the guy that is left with you know kind of the stage here to to really show off what he can do and make a case for this rb3 job two more guys that we were talking about real quick then we'll rattle off some names who also have a chance you know chestnut for the titans they're not looking like they're going to have a real rich roster of options here why do you like him 
Yeah, so obviously Derrick Henry not expecting him to play. Hassan Haskins and Jonathan Ward both got banged up uh, in last week's game, and they were unable to practice uh, over the last three or four days here. So if those two aren't able to play, uh, which an indication of them not being able to play is the signing of uh, Jacques Patrick here, um, we could be down to three running backs here. Ty, uh, Ty J. Spears, who was a third-round draft pick, only played 16% of snaps last week. I think he only played 16% of snaps just because he has this RB2 job locked up. It's sort of been a foregone conclusion that he was at some point going to pass Haskins. You know, the, the draft equity that they uh, kind of put into Spears, all signs point to him having this RB2 job. So if they know what they're going to have with Spears, if they know what he's going to kind of play here, the role he's going to have, and he could potentially be limited again here, you're left with two running backs. Julius Chestnut is the guy that sticks out to me. He played 45% of snaps last week with all these injuries. Uh, that could actually go up here. So it could be one of those names that you never have really seen before, uh, but he could end up being on the field and getting a lot of touches here for the Titans in the preseason. One more name to mention is Zach Evans on the Rams. We mentioned that they don't like to run uh, too many of the top of their depth chart guys for any particular time in the preseason. Kyron Williams didn't play at all last week. Might have been banged up a little bit, but at the end of the day, even if he was healthy, I'm not so sure he'd be playing a bunch. I would be looking at Zach Evans here to, as someone who could uh, get a good amount of snaps and maybe be a little bit more efficient than some long-term journeyman jabroni like <laughs> Royce Freeman. Also Rams, Samir White, absolute beast, could get enough time here. Uh, that's at your discretion to determine whether or not you want to roll the dice. Deuce Vaughn uh, in more of a split situation with two other really good uh, backs when it comes to preseason caliber, at least uh, in Dowdle and Malik Davis. But he was a guy who was an absolute superstar last week and do not want to write him off. He looked fantastic. Tyson Williams could be a volume play. Same for Tyrion Davis-Price. And then there's some stuff happening out there in Arizona. I mentioned Williams. MRED Mercado could also have a shot there on a thin depth chart. Let's get to the wide receiver position. Um, this one wasn't as enticing as the running back was in terms of number of options certainly not as enticing as quarterback so let's go through a couple of team situations we like um look the new england patriots every single preseason seem to find spots where they can concentrate their snaps and it does look like that could be the case here is there anyone that we can look to more than others on this new england depth chart at wide receiver yeah, I think there's a couple names that stick out. Trey Nixon played 94% of snaps last week. That's obviously uh, a number that you're not going to see much of anybody, uh, let alone a receiver there. Uh, but that kind of goes along the lines of what you've just talked about with the consolidation of some snaps. Uh, Kayshawn Boot was a, a pretty high draft pick there. Uh, on, I shouldn't say too high, but you know he's not an undrafted free agent or anything like that. He did. Uh, he was drafted and uh, even before DeMario Douglas, but it seems like DeMario Douglas is get, getting the starter treatment, only played 4% of snaps last week, and a lot of praise for Douglas out of the training camp kind of points uh, him as the wide receiver five, which could lead to some playing time here for Kayshawn Boot uh, as a pretty pretty viable option and a guy who I think is a pretty solid talent, at least from a preseason context. Uh, so both these guys, Trey Nixon and Kayshawn Boot, make a lot of sense here. Two guys who have got it done in the preseason several times in their career, uh, Keelan Cole Sr. and Christian Wilkerson for the Raiders. I feel like they make pretty good stacking partners for O'Connell. Anything to add there? Uh, no, I think you kind of nailed it on the head. Wilkerson played 83% of snaps, and he's been running with the ones quite a bit with guys like Adams and Jacoby Myers uh, and, and Philip Dorsett out of, of practice during some of these training camp sessions. Uh, so Wilkerson, him playing that much, uh, you know, makes a lot of sense considering what we've gotten out of reports from camp. 
All right, so I don't know a lot about these uh, San Francisco guys you like. Uh, tell the people about Ronnie Bell. It seems like this is a guy who played a bunch last week, and we could be interested in again this week. Yeah, Ronnie Bell played 82% of snaps last week. Some, you know, a little bit of uh, potential differentiations in uh, playing time here due to some starters playing, but it doesn't sound like they're going to play a lot. Maybe a series or two is what Shanahan said. But, you know, that could also mean some of the starters are playing, but a guy like Debo Samuel, maybe even a guy like Brandon Ayuk, who have had injuries in the past, these guys might not play at all. If they do, I doubt it's any more than a series or two. Juwan Jennings might play a little bit, but we're still left with a fairly thin receiving group after those guys, after those first couple series where those guys get out. Ray McLeod is out. Danny Gray's been battling injuries. He didn't play last week. If he's out again here, he could be down to six guys in this receiver group after those starters are done. Ronnie Bell, like I said, 82% of snaps last week. Uh, fifth round pick out of Michigan. Uh, Seems to be getting a lot done in camp, a lot of praise from Shanahan and company over there. Uh, but a couple other guys, Tay Martin is fairly interesting as well. He had uh, four or five targets last week, played 52% of snaps. Chris Conley only played 40% of snaps, but was targeted pretty heavily when he was on the field and ended up scoring last week. So those three guys from San Francisco, I would put them in that order, Bell, Martin, and then Conley, uh, but all uh, definitely are in consideration here this week. Uh, Sean Payton has been adamant that his guys are going to play in the preseason. Uh, this week is certainly still the preseason. And last week we saw they played those guys a little bit longer than we even thought they would. So are you going to be feeling uh, antsy to get some of these starters in there now that we know that this is going to be a week where they're going to play more? Yeah, sort of kind of waffled back and forth on these guys just because of the fact that, you know, we could see a quarter, quarter and a half for these guys. And obviously, the skill level for a guy like Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are much higher than some of these other guys that are on the slate. Um, but obviously playing time could come a, a little bit more uh, down a little bit compared to some other guys, but this, the wide receiver slate is just not really all that great. So I'm okay with taking a shot on guys who I think are really talented, might have a chance to score uh, more than some of these other guys, although they might play a little bit uh, less here. Sean Payton came out and said 20 to 24 snaps. That sounds to me that they're trying to sort of replicate what they did last week where the starters played 20 snaps. So if they play 20 snaps again here and they play 30% of the snaps for Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, you know, obviously you're gonna need a couple of catches, but if one of these guys finds end zone, they have a really good chance to be uh, to really help your lineups here in this week. You know, you just mentioned way too much regular season caliber talent for me <laughs> in one breath. So I think I need to mix it up and get back to our roots here in preseason. Let's talk about the Rams. Anybody on the Rams? We we can always count on them for some really really low end guys, guys who probably aren't going to play a ton in the regular season. Although maybe there's somebody that you can mention that will. Yeah, I mean, uh, Puka Nakua was a guy that I, I liked a lot last week. I uh, mentioned him in the podcast there. He ended up catching a touchdown. He's just been getting praise after praise after praise from Sean McVay and company over there. Um, Lance McCutcheon's been a guy that's got the job done in preseason in years past. Uh, only had two catches last week, but uh, played 54% of the snaps. So kind of expecting similar playing time here. And then another guy here who I like quite a bit, uh, Tyler Johnson. He uh, was targeted heavily when he was on the field last week. Seven targets, turned that into five catches and 70 yards. So three names that you're probably not going to see a ton of. Maybe Puka Nakua does sneak in into a wide receiver four, wide receiver five role for the Rams. But you know the rest of these guys are probably... Know, really fighting for a roster job or maybe even a, a practice squad position. So um, I guess we're sort of back to, to preseason norms here with some lesser known names. Kyle was really pounding the table for the Bears and the simple Webster <laughs> and Equinemia St. Brown. To, I, I, you know, I, I can't do, I can't do it sometimes with some of these guys, but I, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about the, you know, are these guys going to be on the field and Kyle's making a pretty good case that these bears are going to be on the field. So why don't you 
give the people a little bit more of an enthusiastic take on the Bears wide receivers. Yeah, so this is definitely going to be a spot where I, th- I think it's best to monitor some of the injury news. Um, so again, for I mean, for all of these instances, make sure you're checking back on the Discord, checking back in lineup HQ, all the projections and tags, and obviously the article and stuff. But there could be some real, you know, pieces of news that we get later on. Uh, there's three guys that are injured or potentially uh, injured here. Dante Pettis, he was on the uh, the IR for a while. He did get activated last week, but didn't play. More of a, a return guy, so I, I want to monitor his status here. Uh, Velas Jones is expected to sit here. He got banged up during last week and hasn't practiced this week. And then Tyler Scott also got banged up. He did not practice on Thursday. So if he, if all three of these guys are out, we're looking at a pretty thin group here, including two guys, uh, Isaiah Ford and Aaron uh, Crookshank, who didn't play much at all uh, last week. So the guys that stand out to me, Nasimba Webster played 36% of snaps, was targeted five times. He's the guy that I have some interest in. And then Equinemia St. Brown, um, you know, it, it's it's not the the nicest name to look at when you're you know talking about talent here, but he played 21% of snaps last week, and if all these guys are going to be out or limited, um, there's a real chance that he gets more playing time here, and he's a big-body athlete that could you know, potentially find the end zone or break a big play here. So those are the two guys that really stick out for me from Chicago. One final note on the receivers, if you are playing Malik Willis and you're someone who absolutely has to pair a wide receiver with your quarterback – uh, Roberson on Tennessee. Reggie Roberson is someone who has a shot there. I check out lineup HQ. There could be a couple of other guys. I don't think you have to pair a wide receiver with Willis if you don't want to, but that's probably your best bet if you're looking to do so. Okay, on to the tight end position. This is not a fun position, Kyle. This is a position where there's a lot of jumbled mess, a lot of close, untrustworthy snap counts. You seem to have found one at the top here. Why don't you go ahead and give us your favorite tight end play? Yeah, I mean, from a snap count perspective, I feel pretty good about Josh Wiley's snaps. Um, now, that's not always going to equal production as a tight end. You know, there's a lot of uh, up and down in terms of what you're actually going to get from this guy. But this is a pretty deep uh, tight end pool here for the Titans. They have seven tight ends, but three of them didn't play last week. I'm expecting Chico Conquo and Trevon Wisco to not play again here. Alizé Mack didn't play. I don't really think he's much of a factor here. Wiley played over 51% of the snaps. He's a fourth-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. Uh, and, you know, the fact that they drafted him when they already have a good young tight end in Oconquo tells me that they really like this guy and he's going to be a part of their future, but maybe not immediately. So that kind of, I think, is a good sign for a potential preseason play, a guy who has some talent but also doesn't really need to, you know, sit down because of his regular season involvement. He might be able to get some solid playing time. So Wiley's the guy that I think we can really count on for playing time as well and just kind of hope that it turns into some production. I think that everyone wanted Luke Schoonmacher to win the job in Dallas. Started off camp with some injuries. I don't think it was really even as likely as people were saying that he was going to jump right in as a rookie to any kind of a significant role anyway because they do like the guys they have, Ferguson. Uh, So let's talk about Schoonmacher, though. Is he going to be someone who's going to run down the stretch here with with, uh, Will Greer? Yeah, so Schoonmacher's the guy who I think – Definitely has some upside for more playing time, but also he has upside just to be one of those narrative type plays that, okay, he's our one of our top draft picks. He's a second round pick. Let's go and get him some design looks early on in the game. He played 29% of snaps last week, uh, but he was also coming off injury. Like you mentioned, he was on pup for a while and they took him off just before the game. I think two or three practice sessions before the game last week. He still was able to go out there and play 29% of the snaps. Ferguson sounds like he's going to have the tight end one job. Hendershot's also going to be involved during the regular season. So Schoonmaker might be able to use this time 
as a chance to to earn some reps and show some 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 of his coaches that he's you know capable of being the tight end one. And we know he has the talent. That's why he was a second round draft pick. So again, he might be sort of a great combination of talent, but also not being immediately involved in the regular season to where he's able to play more in the preseason. Um, you know, as I mentioned, there's going to be a bunch of mess coming up here. Just like guys that are difficult to separate from one another reasons to like guys a little bit, not really a, a lot of reasons to like guys a lot. So in Arizona, that, that situation's a little bit messy at tight end. Uh, you seem to have found one you like. Yeah, again, another spot where you're definitely going to want to monitor uh, the injury news as we get closer to lock. Haven't got a ton of news out of the Arizona beat writers, but um, Zach Ertz was activated off pup. Don't think he's going to play here. He actually was activated off pup, but then missed a couple of practices due to a cold. Uh, Trey McBride's been out for a good portion of training camp due to an undisclosed injury. Noah Togai was, you know, surprisingly uh, scratched last week, and he didn't play. Jeff Swaim, who's also been battling injuries throughout training camp, only played 11% of snaps. That leaves us with three remaining tight ends. Blake Whitehart played 66% of snaps and saw seven targets last week. So again, if this if the situation is going to roll over and be the same with these guys being out or limited, uh, we could very easily again here see Blake Whitehart playing 50 plus percent of snaps. And he's clearly shown that he can be involved in the passing game with the seven targets last week. So he's a guy that I have my eye on for sure. And rattle off four guys. I think have a chance here. Luke Musgrave, uh, Tucker craft. You can throw in there as well for the Packers. Uh, those are both athletic tight ends that should have a chance at some design looks. Uh, Musgrave, if they've started his play over a quarter, that would certainly bode really well for him because he's a guy that's just going to be a big part of their offense by all accounts here in training camp. Uh, Anthony Ferkser for the New England Patriots. I really do like Bailey Zapp. I think he can get the ball out to his weaponry. And if Ferkser is the receiving tight end in this offense, uh, you know, noting that Gazeki's uh, hurt and probably won't play, uh, he's he's got a real chance to get the job done here on just a you know a more limited snap total than we would love uh cole fotheringham got a bunch of targets for the raiders last week i'm not gonna go and hype up cole fotheringham but he's again if you're gonna be out in the field for a long time you're gonna have my attention here in preseason dfs and i do think he's got a good chance at that yeah definitely throw out a couple other tight ends um Payne durham he found the end zone last week i uh, played 33 percent of snaps again uh so i'm hoping that he can kind of continue to carve out a role here as a pass catching option uh, down the depth chart in Tampa Bay. They have a couple of guys, you know, obviously Kate Otten feel pretty good about where his role is going to be in the regular season. So maybe we see some tight ends sit down and open up uh, some more snaps for a guy like Durham. Cameron Latu, he played 45% of snaps last week. He's a third or fourth round pick out of Alabama. You know, he's been a guy who's let down a lot of people in training camp. Uh, but again, he got a lot of playing time last week. Uh, so if he can maybe use this as an opportunity to turn that narrative around on him. And then lastly, Throw Travis Kelsey out there again. It's always tough to really get a read on some of these coaches who come out and say they're going to play the whole half. Obviously, that's what Andy Reid said about some of these chief starters. He said that in the past. He said they were going to play the whole first quarter last week, and they ended up playing nine snaps. So it's hard to feel great about um, the the trustworthiness of those comments there. But even if Kelsey plays two or three drives, he's more than capable of catching a touchdown. And when you look at the the rest of this tight end slate, it's definitely not pretty. So it might only take a couple of catches for Travis Kelsey to be one of the top scoring tight ends on the board. Kyle, we're going to get out of here. We're going to go ahead and get the core plays ready in lineup HQ and get them organized for YouTube review on our website. In addition, we're going to get the projections finished up uh, in lineup HQ so you can make a bunch of lineups and win the money. Uh, just a reminder, 
you know, NFL is already here and we're more than ready with our team of experts and our suite of tools. And we want you to let us handle the legwork so that you can do less work and win more this NFL season. Get access to everything we have to offer for a special discount available only to those without an RG subscription until the first week of the season. You can get a full season subscription for $50 off at a limited time price of $375. That is going to do it for this podcast. Thank you very much, Kyle. For Kyle Murray, I'm Chris Germino. We'll be back again next week to talk more preseason DFS. Uh, Best of luck out there in the streets.